0: Welcome to the Panjiva Daily, we bring you data-driven insights into global trade events and a review of our recent research. I'm Chris Rogers, Panjiva's Trade Analyst, and here's what's on for June the 20th. Strike action in Spain continues to disrupt trade, and we find that Maersk and MSC are the most exposed among the US-bound carriers. Also, the UK wants a trade deal with the US, but does the US care? And. We find the PC market in the US is weakening in our monthly review of the computer industry. Before we get started, I wanted to give you a heads up that this will be the last week for the podcast in its current format. If you want to keep getting the information required, you'll be able to get it through the Panjiva daily. Just drop me a line via chris at pangeva.com to let me know. Let's get started now with logistics. Spain's port strikes look set to continue into July and will be joined by a two-hour stoppage across Europe on June 29th. A 48-hour strike in Spain last week caused disruptions to 34 vessels. Strike action in March likely caused a 16% drop in US-bound shipments, our data shows, with double-digit growth so far this year in every other month. On US-bound routes, the most exposed carriers over the past year are sailings out of Algeciras, which were 23% of all Spain-to-US volumes, and MSC's sailings from Valencia, which were 21%. Staying with logistics, the Asian shipbuilding industry recovered for a third straight month in May. Our analysis of data from China, Japan and South Korea shows a near one-fifth rise on a year earlier, That took the 12-month trailing total to above $70 billion for the first time since August, so it looks like a recovery is underway. South Korea led the way, with a near 30% growth following government funding for the industry. Chinese exports also increased by around 8%, but that might not prove sustainable after the backlog of orders dropped to its lowest since December 2011, as I mentioned yesterday. Moving on now, there are four items on US trade policy to keep an eye on. First, a potential trade deal was discussed between UK Trade Secretary Fox and US Trade Representative Lighthizer yesterday. The UK cannot sign a deal until it leaves the EU in March 2019, but it could engage in talks beforehand to allow a deal signing immediately afterwards. The challenge for the UK is relevance to US trade policy. The Trump administration's trade doctrine focuses on reducing trade deficits, in part by boosting exports. In that regard, the US actually runs a trade surplus with the UK in goods, which totaled just under $500 million in the past year. Exports have been contracting though, and fell by around 4% over the same period, and could drop further if the pound continues to weaken. Second, the World Trade Organization has set up a dispute panel for Turkish complaints about US trade cases against its steel exports. That relates to 34 cases across three products, but does not include the recent steel rebar case I talked about yesterday. The dispute panel could prove significant, as it tests the US methodology for assessing state subsidies. It also comes ahead of a significant rise in US protections for its steel industry under the Section 232 review. Our data shows that Turkish exports of all steel products to the US have been increasing and reached $1.4 billion in the past 12 months. That was the result of a 10% increase on a year earlier and it means they now represent around 2.5% of US imports, up from around 1% in January 2011. Third, there's a new case to watch. The US Trade Representative is investigating whether Rwanda, Tanzania and Uganda should still receive preferential tariffs under the AGOA program after they banned imports of used clothing. Industry Association, SMART, asserts the US industry has suffered to quote significant economic hardship from the ban. That's difficult to believe. Our data shows that US used clothing and textile exports fell 7% on a year earlier in April, which was one year after the ban was implemented. However, shipments to the EAU countries, which are those three plus Kenya, only represented 4% of total exports in the first place, and fell by a half. More importantly, there was a two-fifths drop in shipments to Mexico, which was nearly 20% of the total, and that's arguably more relevant. The fourth area is on a recurring issue. The softwood lumber dispute between the US and Canada continues to be a pre-NAFTA negotiation challenge. The US wants a new agreement completed before the NAFTA talks start in August, while the Canadian government sees the result being, to quote, a long way away. This is a big issue for Canada, as forestry represents 8% of all exports in the past quarter. Total US imports of softwood lumber jumped by over 30% on a year earlier in April to hit a new high of just over $650 million. That may reflect Canadian exporters including Interfor and West Fraser seeking to beat new tariffs. Our data for May on a seaborne basis suggests that a slowdown is already taking place though. US imports will still likely rise again in May though in dollar terms as lumber future prices have risen by nearly a quarter on a year earlier, maybe in response to a case not being concluded. Finally, let's wrap up with our proprietary monthly review of what trade data can tell us about the computer industry. The tough start to the year experienced by US PC retailers likely continued in the second quarter. Our data shows that imports dropped by 1% in April and by as much as one fifth in May, Additionally, the v- per value per unit of laptops fell by around 1%, which was the first decline since August of 2016. The success story, though, has been all-in-one systems, which increased by 7%, possibly due to the success of Microsoft's new Surface product. Not all manufacturers are suffering, with Dell's imports rising by a quarter in the three months to May 31st on a year earlier. US imports by Compal, meanwhile, increased by more than 100%, while its exports from China to all markets rose by around a quarter. That was just ahead of competitor Inventech, which increased its Chinese exports by a quarter and beat the national total of a 5% drop in exports by all Chinese manufacturers of computers. That's it for today. If you'd like to find out more about Panjiva Research, head over to our homepage at panjiva.com. Thank you very much for listening.